This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaring.com. Today is January 30th, 2017. As we continue with our Falcon Super Bowl week, today's topic is, is Matt Ryan the greatest Falcon of all time? So we're going to tackle this. this we're going to do something a little different this time. We're going to tackle this from two angles. We're going to tackle it from today going into Super Bowl week, is he the greatest Falcon of all time? And then we're going to also add a twist that if he wins the Super Bowl, is he the greatest Falcon of all time? So, got a full cast with me, Bebe, Art Chill, Calhoun. What's up, what's up, what's up? Art Chill, what's good? Here, Cal Mookie. <laughs> Northside Rise Up. <laughs> Calhoun? No, I'm just happy to be here with all my brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah, so if you go back, and everybody who's a faithful listener to DigitalDaring.com, episode 155 we did, the Matt Ryan Crossroads. And that's basically what we all said. Everybody but Calhoun basically was saying, "Hey, it's time, it's time to move on from Matt Ryan. We've had, we've seen enough. Of him eight years is enough. He can't get us over the hump. Blase this, blase that. My how a year has changed certain things. And Calhoun was sitting in the studio with this look on his face, this smug look on his face. No, no, I'm just listening because I do recall that I was over uh, the house with my ex at the time. Well, she's a, my girl at the time. Lord bless her soul. I forever love her." Sometime a little bit, and um, somebody was bringing up maybe bringing RG three here, you, and then everybody else is like Drew Brees, and it was a whole bunch of foolishness on that podcast. Like I said, you end up with Brock Osweiler or Sam Bradford or Brian Hoyer, and you right here running trying to get Matt Ryan. So yeah, I mean, but I understood what was going on. He had a, a horrible year, so I, I'm not gonna do like y'all do. I mean, you got somebody down bad and rub it in their face and be like, I told you so. But I did tell y'all niggas on that. So, baby, have you always been a Matt Ryan supporter? Have you ever lost faith in Matt Ryan? Nope. I always felt like Matt Ryan um, numbers was great, man. Numbers don't lie. So when you get to talking, you can't, if you, hey, if you can't talk numbers, you ain't talking nothing. So even like for the past two years, he's had bad years. You were, you were never like, hey, it's time to get on, go get, move on from Matt Ryan. Excuse me. Nope. I well, both comes off balls, and he always kept them in the game. You can't win them all. You gotta take the good with the bad. You like the go killer. Art Chill, what about you? Were there ever a point in time where you gave up on Matt Ryan? Uh, I didn't. I never totally gave up on him. Um, last year, I felt like it was the system. I didn't think the system fitted him, and I did want to get rid of Kyle Shanahan. Um, but uh, it's kind of like Calvin said. You know, it, it's hard. You know, a, a decent quarterback in in the, in the, in, the, in the NFL is hard to come by. You know, I mean, look at the whole AFC. They got like two quarterbacks. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I, I mean, last year, you know, I, I didn't know what was going on with him. Um, I, I definitely, I definitely felt like he was part of the problem, but I also, I felt like he was the system was more the problem. And I just, I didn't have faith that he was going to grasp or, or excel in that system. So let's go back, and we're going to mix in one of our favorite things. We do a quarterback, we do a quarterback steakhouse comparison, and so you know, we we always rank quarterbacks in tiers, and so you know. Um, is either you know from top to bottom is Bones, then is Morton, is Bones Morton's, then is Fire Brazil, then is Houston's, then is Longhorn, then is um Ryan's, um Golden Corral, and then it's like school lunch. So with that being said, Art Chill, before this year, what level was Matt Ryan on to you? Like we been like level one, two, three, four, five. He he was Fire Brazil. I mean, uh, he had proven that he could be up there with the best. Um, and he's definitely led us to some of the best regular seasons that we've had. And he's been clutch. 
Um, and even the numbers support that. And, you know, that's how he won his name, Matty Ice. Um, it seems like he's got, he had all the tools and, um, and a lot of the intangibles. So I always had him as uh, upper level uh, QB. All right, baby. Matt Ryan was following probably the most popular Falcon ever in Michael Vick. And, you know, take out their style of plays. They come from, they're night and day in color and in style of plays. So let me ask you this. Has he surpassed Michael Vick as the best quarterback in this generation of Falcon fans? Well, to Falcon fans, he probably, well, he's not no popular, but the best quarterback you got to get to him hands down. His numbers don't lie. I mean, I feel like I feel like he was having a lot of downs because of the system they have him running. I feel like someone should have been figured out that Matt Ryan like two minute offense, man. When you let him do his thing, man, he hey, he mad at ice. So when you want to control him and turn him into Alex Smith, and you get what you get. That's a good point. So let me ask you this, Calhoun. The city didn't jump on the Matt Ryan back until he, Matt Ryan bandwagon until he dragged us to a Super Bowl. How much of that has to deal with Cole, and how much of that has to deal with his actual play on the field? Good question. If it was a percentage, I say I say eighty five percent was Cole. So white fans was gravitating to him, but of course, at the time before gentrification hit Atlanta so hard, it was mostly black. Black fans hate him because, as you said, he was taking the place of probably. The most electrifying player in history. I mean, even more so than Barry Sanders and Dion because he always touched the ball. So it was big shoes to fill. And here you have a just a running the mill type cracker. He don't make any noise on or off the field. He he wasn't really pumping it up. He wasn't making two exciting plays. He had some great throws. He his, he wasn't flamboyant at all. So he doesn't have the look of Tom Brady. He doesn't have the goofiness or endearingness of Manning. He doesn't have the the resilience of Drew Brees. He doesn't have the top ladder of Brett Favre or some of these other guys. So he oh, just Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He was Eli Manning without the commercials and the rings. No, no, I and the name. Long story short, like Matt Ryan is just go. Yeah, he's just vanilla. So <laughs> you know. More and more than just skin color, but it's hard to endear yourself to somebody vanilla. Like we all can talk, we can talk about girls. We use this a girl analogy. Um, in the movie, the, I mean, the song in the art of storytelling, Slip Rich says, "I don't know ordinary chicks don't move me." You know what I'm saying? And that's Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan's an ordinary chick in this case. How many of us, baby, Art Chill, Calhoun? How many of us go to a club and say, "Hey, we want her because she's average"? <laughs> no one. So, you know, even though, you know, even though she may be the one who make the most money to drive the best car, willing to do the most for you, when we see her, the eye test, she's average. And, you know, Matt Ryan has been average in the eye test on the field, and he doesn't do anything to make you look at him from any way outside outside of being on the field. He don't have commercials that kind of where you look at him in a different light. So. You see, on the flip side, I never thought he was average on the field. Me personally, I always yeah, thought he was above I don't average. think he's average on the field. I think he's done his thing on the field, but like you said, it just hasn't been – it hasn't always been that flamboyant. I mean, uh, you know, he made the ice for a reason, man. I mean, exactly. he's some exciting, uh, you know, game-winning drives and stuff, man. So, uh, but but like you said, I just, just don't think he has the off off-field presence. You know, he doesn't have the media hype or anything like that. This is the first year you've seen Matt Ryan as uh, as gung-ho, as vocal as he's ever been. You've never seen him with this edginess. Never. you never seen him a couple of games ago when he's calling Kyle Shanahan like, get the fucking play in. you never seen him fist pumping like he was up, ran to spike the ball and talking shit. When he played Seattle, he ain't been in face talking shit. You've never seen that type of stuff out of Matt Ryan. And you seeing this kind of this fire in his belly, Matt Ryan. You haven't seen none of that. Like you've seen out of everyone else. You've seen Tom Brady going off on the sideline. You've seen the Monica of Peyton Manning with all his, his, his you Omaha, Omaha. You've seen Aaron Rodgers going crazy. You've never seen Matt Ryan like this. He's been just even killed the whole way through. He's been Matt, Matty Ice. His first pass was a touchdown to Jenkins. And he got us back in the game. Man, he's, his play on the field has always been what it is. But, I mean, it's transcendent now. 
But to a city like Atlanta, who like a lot of flags, who our DNA is Dominique Wilkinson, primetime, Dion, same era. So we want a little bit of that. You're talking about a black city too, so it was hard for him to, to sort of grab the fans. So every time one interception, people act like it was 10 interceptions. But just last year in the podcast, you were saying Matt Ryan was giving the city all the ammunition they needed for a city that needed very little ammunition to go at home. So now where his, his players were kind of bad you off of that statement, right? Oh yeah, I was with uh, I was with uh, Art with Chill. I didn't want. I was still saying not Matt Ryan. I wanted Kyle Shanahan the fuck on. I wanted him out of there. He would roll left, throw right with Matt Ryan, scramble, bootlegging. I mean, like they said in the offseason, he transformed his whole body, his whole regiment, and his whole way of doing things. And they talked to camp. The stuff he had him in was dummy plays. It's like having me a wide receiver when you have. He had a truth. He had a baby. You don't put me at wide receiver. Put him on mine. And that's what Kyle Shanahan was doing. All right. So let me ask you this. Take Matt Ryan out of this. Who, baby, I'm going to start with you. Who's the best Falcon of all time? Before we go on. Matt Ryan out? Yo, with Matt Ryan not in this right now. We're going to get to him. Who's the best Falcon of all time to you? And why? It gotta be Michael Vick, man. Ain't nobody stick the stick on fire like Michael Vick, man. Vick was Vick was Vick was lighting the stick up so well, man. You didn't know if he was winning or losing. He uh, had bad receivers. I feel like I feel like if he had great receivers, he would have did great things for and, and his family trading on him. But you know that's another another story. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of holes in that in that whole goddamn family. I think Mike Vick is like the, you know, we're not going to talk about Mike Vick on the Matt Ryan podcast for the most part, but I just talk about him Falcon now. We talk about he a Falcon, but I think he's like, he's the most unfulfilled potential in NFL history. Like that would be like, if he had to wear like a banner, that would kind of be the banner for me. I don't think so. I think, I think, uh, mm-hmm. what's your boy the Florida State? Um, Peter Ward. What's your, uh, Peter Ward. Well, it's the difference when the quarterback go on for feet. I, I think Michael Vick is the most talented player ever in, in NFL history. So it may have been impossible for him to live up to the, the amount of talent he had. Like, e- even in the best situation, fully nurtured, who knows if he could have lived up because his potential is so his, – his his ceiling was so high. So it may, be some, it may have been something that was unattainable. But, you know, even then, he had his highlights, but it, it was so quick and so quick. And I think that if – and I guess the better question would be if this was Mike Vick leading to the Falcons to the Super Bowl and not Matt Ryan. Oh my! What God. would be different about it? Oh my God! It'd be crazy. But I, I gotta be go with baby on that. I disagree. Like we saw before, I think he did reach his potential. It wasn't here in Atlanta; it was with Philly. I don't think he was better than that. Athletically, he's one of the greatest talents in the NFL seen. Not may not have been the greatest because you had like Bo Jackson and others, but athletically he may have been. But as far as quarterbacking goes, nah, he was a hell of a playmaker. But nah, I think he reached his talent. Well, he had a great arm. He had great legs. Athletically, he was there. Mentally, to be a quarterback, Peyton Manning never had the strongest arm in the league. Sparkus Russell's arm is much stronger than his. But he, but he's nowhere near. You can't talk to put him in the conversation. Yeah, I, I, I really couldn't even make all the throws. Exactly. He couldn't, do, he couldn't do timing routes and all that stuff. He, he had a lot of limitations, you know, as a quarterback. But he was a dynamic playmaker. Exactly. So let Art chill. Let me ask you: Who's your favorite? Who you think is the best Falcon of all time? So we excluding uh, if we excluding Matt Ryan, I'm actually going to go. I'm gonna take out a little bit left. I'm gonna go say uh, Jesse Togo. Shit ain't left. Shit, that's a good one. Yeah, the hammer need to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> he should have been in the Hall of Fame. Why you? Why you say Jesse Togo? All right, because he played at Fort Austin State. I'm just playing. <laughs> 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 I'm just playing, but uh, because he did it at a high level for a long time, he's like a, a like if you look at like a career Falcon. You know, he's pretty much the only one that was a career Falcon. 
I wanted to stick on that point because we always say Mike Vick, we say Dion, we say Andre Rise. What well, name? No, no, I'm saying when you ask most people, they say one of those, like, you know what I'm saying? Don't, and like you said, these are people who, you know, left, and a lot of them reach their potential in other places. Maybe not Andre Rising, but Dion and Michael Vick did. Jason Tuggle is a great choice, all right, Chill, because other cats, they may have played for a long time with the Falcons, but most of the best Falcons saw their pinnacle at other teams. So, like, Calhoun was saying Mike Vick when he finished number 20 MVP, or Baby was saying Mike Vick, excuse me. Um, Deion Sanders, who was another popular pick. It was Dallas or San Francisco. There's a couple more cats out here, you know what I'm saying? So, Jesse Tuggle is the only one of us who was us, played his whole career with the Falcons, and Pro Bowl, the leader of the defense. And he saw it all. He was here from the Chris Millers to... Was he here with Michael Vick? Nah. Well, he was, yeah, maybe his first year. Yeah, his first one. yeah. But he was here before. He went to Bobby A. Bay yeah. and the Billy Jones. He was in red. Yeah, so just went back to red. Yeah, so just took a being here for a while. So that was a good point, Archie. Can't nobody take away from the hammer. I think he played from '87 to 2000. Yeah, yeah. So can't nobody take away from the hammer. So we just got Sam Sam D joining us. What's up, Sam? What up, everybody? What's up? What's up? Chilling. So you know, we talking one of your favorite people, Matt Ryan, is just real quickly before we get your opinions on him. Who is your favorite? Who you think is the best Falcon of all time? Well, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure somebody's already said Mike Vick, so I guess I can't pick him. I mean, you could pick him, just for your reasons. Well, you know, I, I think I'm going to go with, the. Uh, I think, one of the most underrated guys that got the Falcons through a lot, good old Morton Anderson. Oh, shit, good pick. <laughs> <laughs> you would pick a kicker. <laughs> Another one who been snubbed for the it's Hall of Fame. Right. It's legit, right? Because yeah. I mean, Morton Anderson and Matt Bryant are really two of the greatest Falcons, right? I mean, it's look, they used to kick us. Didn't they call this guy out of a bar bucket to come play or something? At sixty-three, see, see, only only beef I got with Morton Anderson is he really had his best years with the Saints. Yeah. That's yeah. my own beef with him, you know what I'm saying? It's, but but him and, and Matt Bryant, they really yeah. are. They really should be in the conversation. But you know, we we never would have made that first uh, Super Bowl appearance without Morton Anderson. Yeah. Oh, he was still he was still playing at a high level, you know, with us. You know, yeah. Because I, I, I think he had broke a record for like consecutive uh, what what is it game uh, consecutive field goals without uh, a miss. I know he held that record for a long time. Yeah, and he was the record holder for most points in the NFL. I think uh, what you call it, just broke broke it though. Who used to kick with New England and then went to the Colts? Not yeah. Vanderjack. Oh, Yeah, but no. In, in in all seriousness, I'm, I'm gonna have to say Michael Vick, man. Michael Vick changed the whole like the whole scope of Atlanta. Like he made it. He made Atlanta popular when it came to sports. Like. It was basically before Vic, we were just basically a Braves city. That's the only thing we could hang on to was the Braves and had hope for. Vic was, Vic was our Superman. So, again, we talked about earlier how Michael Vic, how he was. We talked, to my, we talked about Mike Vic, but I want to ask you this question, and I want to spin it this way. Is Mike Vic the best Falcon more so for what he did off the field and for the city or what he did on the field? Because it seems like when we talk about him, we say more about him off the field and pretty much more what he did for the city than what he actually did on the field. Well, what he did on the field carried on into the city. Like, it gave, you know what I'm saying? Like, his plays and, uh, you know, the, the type of showmanship on the field gave us something to be hopeful and proud about as far as a city. You see what I'm saying? As fans. Calhoun? Who you who you think is the best Falcon of all time? Not include Matt Ryan. It's interesting. No one said Deion Sanders yet. Prime time before Mike Vick was prime time, and uh, no one said him. And I'm not gonna say him either. We was having a discussion a while back, and we was like, you was like, there's only one Falcon in the Hall of Fame that was legit Falcon, and that's Claude Motherfucking Humphrey. And I was like, well, shit, who the fuck? Is, I ain't seeing who is it. We pulled up his stats. Claude Humphrey got fucking Hank Aaron numbers when it comes to football, man. That nigga 
Yeah, we six looked, time all pro. No, he was six time first team all pro, like three time all second team all pro. Craziness, and then he was eleven time Pro Bowler. Yeah, he played yeah. for the Falcons thirteen years, went to the Pro Bowl eleven years. Had over a hundred sacks, Claude fucking Humphreys, man. Before they was recording sacks, he was. Yeah, they went back and recorded his sack total with like one thirty eight or something like that. He's a fucking monster, man. We we need him right now on the other side of Big B, and we'll have a show win against the Super Bowl. But Claude Humphrey, yeah, we. We never got a chance to see him, but Jesus Christ, Claude Humphrey must have been that motherfucker, man. And Matt Ryan ain't did what he done done. No. Matt Ryan got one first team all pro, which is, you know, awesome. And he beat out some people in the quarterback era, but Claude Humphrey was a motherfucker, man. And he did it in the hell of an era. So I got to go Claude Humphrey. So let's get back to this. So. Let me ask everybody I say who they think the best Falcon of all time is. I say Dean. I'll come out though. I grew with Calhoun Cloud Humphrey. Um just for the simple fact. Nobody has the accolades and he was a career Falcon. I think he played fourteen years total, twelve with the Falcon, thirteen with the Falcon. And went to the Eagles for a year. So he was a career Falcon. So I agree with him. Nobody had the consistent accolades he had. I want to spin it like this. As of today, would any of you guys say Matt Ryan is the best Falcon of all time? Would any of y'all, including Matt Ryan, say he's the best Falcon of all time? I would. Baby. I'd say he's the best Falcon of all time. Why? Right now, when you see that now, he probably got the best number that any Falcon quarterback I ever had. And he ain't even done playing yet. And he finally got a team where he can just explore the field how he wants to. He said this year, like, he know the playbook inside out. Like, he feels more comfortable than ever. And you can tell. So, the sky's the limit for Matt Ryan right now. He already um, took off in our, in our Hall of Fame for the Falcons. I actually agree. And going off of what uh, Bebe said, you know, currently Matt is only 31 years old, I believe. And... As far as a quarterback, I think that's still kind of young. And for him to actually be, become his own where he actually believes, I think he believes in, him, in, in himself now. He believes in himself and the teammate, the system, and the coaching staff. And like it's, like you said, it's the sky's the limit right now. I, I can only see him getting better. As good as he is today, I can only see him getting better. Archie, are you about to say something? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree that he's the best too. And um because when we look at the, the quarterback position, you know, it's, it's often viewed as the most important position on the team. And since he's been at the helm, we've just been consistently good. You know, as Falcons fans, we know we've never had back-to-back winning seasons before uh, Matt Ryan came on, uh, which, which is mind-boggling considering how long uh, the team had been in the league. So he's actually kind of given us – he's kind of – he's raised the level, you know, uh, that, you know, giving us a, a certain amount of credibility. You know, you might have a couple of bad seasons here and there, but you don't see anybody else's contributed to the success of the franchise in the way that he has. All right. Calhoun, do you have any thoughts on that? I think everybody's right. <clears throat> and I'm going to say, uh, no, Claude motherfucking Humphreys, man. Did you just hear me? Six-time first-team All-Pro, 10-11 Pro Bowls, huh? 130 sacks, Claude got that. And I'm sure in that year, Chill uh, just said the truth. That's what I was nodding my head about. Oh, 50 years and these bomb-ass motherfucking they had back-to-back season. So you know what kind of team he was playing on. So he had to be that much good. You know, they, they were scheming for him, man. They was doping him. They was chipping him. And he still was having over 10 sacks a game when we looked at the stats. Claw goddamn Humphreys, man. That's the greatest Falcon I've ever laced them up, man. In the red was Claw Humphreys. He ain't even what black ever. <laughs> All right, so let me ask y'all this. Yeah. I was going to say, as far as your question goes, would you, be, would you be able to narrow it down to say our generation? Well, no, I mean, the, fact, the reason I wouldn't say that is because the Falcons, it's not like they're the Packers or the Steelers. They don't really have enough because I mean our generation is who Mike Vick, yes, Mike Vick, Ward Dunn. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like our generation will be Mike Vick, Paul Anderson. Yeah, I mean you could you're really reaching for straws with the Falcons anyway. Yeah. So let's start with that. Like if we go all time Falcons, 
We probably can't even get the right. 10 Falcons. The Terminovas. And nobody want to say Jamal Edison right now. He get caught with a dick out every fucking six months. Yeah, so like, I'm. Jamal Edison only had one good season. I, I would say Mike, Mike Turner over him. See? See, I'll take Patrick Kearney. You probably get in the conversation? And then, and they go to, and they go to reason why. <laughs> and baby ass could crumple again the situation. But that's kind of exactly with a falcon he can. And that's the problem. So like we're doing this podcast and so everybody's th- we're not Pittsburgh. We're not somebody who has a ton of history. San Francisco would generate each each decade there is a Hall of Fame on the team or maybe multiple Hall of Famers. Hell even Baltimore, ever since Baltimore been in existence, they probably yeah. so we have to go to full time and like you said, we're talking about cats. Baby, I just said Adja Crumpler. Adja Crumpler probably is one of the 15 best Falcons of all time. And that's He was on the field when they brought all them bombs back. I mean, that's that's saying very little of Falcons. Somebody said, um, who did you say? Somebody said Jamal Anderson. Jamal Anderson, had, like Art Chill said, he had one good year. But, you know, Michael Turner. What Michael Turner had, what, two good years? Maybe three? We don't have. I had Cat Santoni Gonzalez, one of the best Falcons of all time. And how can he be? He spent most of his career in Kansas City. So we gotta. You start talking about if you narrow it down, we we don't have many options. So Tim Dwight, Tim Dwight, exactly. That's how we got Mike Vick. <laughs> we traded away a punt returner and a pick for Mike Vick, and I, the person we turned away was Tim Dwight. That was our playmate. And cats were mad when we traded. I was one of them. I was like, "Hey man, Tim Dwight, I'm a one of the Super Bowl." Come on, man. We ain't got yeah, no. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I was hot when we got rid of Tim Dwight, man. Because he was, he was killer on them doggone kicks. And he was the fire team. The whole season. Oh, we had like one of the best special teams. Then you talk about he replaced another white kid returning Ty Kitchens. Come on. We can't do that, man. We can't start bringing out Ah Hayward Haywood and Bob Christian. No. Scott Case. Scott. And I, you can say Scott Case. You can say Scott. But, yo, so let, we're going down. It's Super Bowl. What what has Matt getting us to the Super Bowl? What has that done for the, his legacy in, in your eyes? Sam, D, I'm going to start with you. Oh, man, that shit it basically solidified it for me. Because he, I mean, he, from he, to me, he had a bad season last season. He had the whole city wanting to cut his balls off. <laughs> and for him to turn it around and just... Give the showing that he's he. I mean, the, the show that he's given us is is just. I'm I'm basically speechless because I I was one of them that you know was ready to ship his ass up out of here you know with, without with lack of common sense, you know you know as a fan you, you think with your emotions and then when you come down to reality you realize it ain't really that many other quarterbacks that's better than him regardless of how bad how many interceptions he gives in the red zone. But for him to put all that behind him, all the criticism and all the all the hate that what I would say most dedicated fans gave to him and turn it around and give us this season that he's given us, man, I, I tip my hat to him. He's definitely a Hall of Famer for me. Calhoun? Hell yeah. And that's one of very few fans that stood by him, especially that wasn't white. I mean, the franchise, he, let's be honest here for a minute. He's the only player to have us going back-to-back and win the seasons, which is a shame in itself that we went for almost 50 years without having back-to-back win the season. That was a record in all the sports. He is the, he's the second player to take us to the Super Bowl. This franchise is the only one to win the Super Bowl, and if it wasn't for Eugene Robinson getting caught with a tranny, the preacher on Miami on his Eddie Long shit, maybe wrestling shit. If it wasn't for all that, we might have won the motherfucking thing. We don't even have a ring for him to take us there. Um, you, and you just said it, Sam. Sam just said it. A year after having probably not, you know, numerically he had put up some stats. That was one of his worst seasons. He had some of the worst decisions he was making. He was making all kinds of mistakes. For them to turn that around, and let's not forget, we have six rookie to second year players on that defense. This is all on Matt Ryan. So he, yeah, it's my answer. Baby, what does this do to Matt Ryan legacy if leading us to the Super Bowl? Mm, 
I can still like Matt Ryan gave you like for any doubters, like if anyone hate on Matt Ryan now they just they just hate him. They just some, some fucking lame ass haters that wanna just find something to do with their life Matt Ryan really gave you everything in one season, man. The whole season was complete. We finally had a schedule that was ballot tested. We played ballot tested. All the great defenses we done went through all of them. Swept all the ass. Julio had three, what is it, three or four games? He probably had two catches in the game. And we still beat, put over 30. I mean, like, who throwing to eight, 13 different receivers and scoring touchdowns? Who doing it? No, no one. No shit. If that ain't got him there from that, then what else can he do? Is nothing else he can do. Well, I'm saying, is he more the two seasons that was fucking up Matt Ryan or this Matt Ryan who's taking us to the Super Bowl? You know, I, I really feel like, you know, uh, bad seasons were kind of uh, more more the anomalies. Uh, last season, I, I would say he played poorly. I, I would say in, in previous years when we had uh, down years, it wasn't so much because of his play. Uh, we had some issues with injuries and, and um and and for some reason, uh, you know, I love Mike Smith as a coach, but uh, his last season, for whatever reason, he, he he was making some bad mistakes and stuff, you know, coaching wise. But I think I think uh, he probably won't have as good a season next season. But I think the team will still be, and I, I just say that from a statistical or number wise. But I think the team is only going to get better around him. Uh, because we got a lot of work, a lot of work to do on the defense, and I believe that's going to be the focus in this offseason and having the defensive-minded uh, coach. I know our defense will just get better, so he won't have to do as much, and we'll still be just as successful. We got plenty of weapons on offense, so I really see, uh, I really see him staying around this 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 level. I mean. Uh, you know, he came into the league, like, I think, what, 11 and 5. And, you know, we've had multiple 10-plus winning seasons in there. So, Sam D., do you think this is, do you think this is the real Matt Ryan or the fucking up Matt Ryan is the real Matt Ryan? I, I actually think this is the, the real Matt Ryan because you can see uh, glimpses of greatness all throughout his career. It was just, uh, you know, little bad decision-makings here and there and, and, you know, it's also you can put some blame on the coaching staff as far as Mike Smith goes. And uh, it's, 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 what I see this year is something different. But it's like you can see, like he, he, he got heart like from all of a sudden, like, you know, a couple of seasons ago, uh, especially last season. It's like he would be scared to run the t- run it in for the touchdown. Like now you can see it's like he, he got the team on his back. Like he believed kind of like Neo in the Matrix. Like, Matt Ryan, like, he even believes in his own deep ball. You know, he always had an issue with the deep ball because we always used to joke about Matt Ryan having a noodle arm. But, you know, if you look at the records, I mean, the stats this season, I think his deep ball is pretty consistent. And uh, I, I think, like I stated previously, like, he truly believes in himself and what he's able to do and you and the pieces around him. Like, it's like a kid at a candy uh, store. He basically got options all around him, and, and he's the one that controls these options. So, I mean, it's he knows it's, it's nothing that he can't do right now, and I can only see him getting better. Calhoun, okay. nah, <clears throat> this is this is Matt Ryan. Like even last year, he still had forty seven hundred yards. Even the other, the year before that, he still having forty five hundred yards. But man, Stafford get so let's back up. So yards isn't the only indicator because we talk. Me, you talk about this all the time. Man, Stafford get five thousand yards damn near every year. They on a threat damn near every year. So yards can't be the only indicator we use to say I'm he's great. I'm saying this is, but this is one of the things. The telltale signs of how great he is. How many times he's thrown for four thousand yards, and that was a miss. Him doing all that was bad coaching. Was a bad defense. Was a Thomas Dimitrov field roster that he personally had his hands on that Dan Quinn has come and cleared out. It was his progression also in the, uh, becoming the player he is. Like Go said, Middlebrook, Lennon said, yeah, he's already been through four coordinators. Last year it was also his first year with a new coordinator who was not 
conforming to his strengths. And they had to iron that out. This is who Matt Ryan is. Now, is he 49-50 and, you know, 28, 28 touchdowns and seven interceptions? I mean, 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions? No. No, he may not be that. But is he 46, 4,500, 25, 28 touchdowns, nine interceptions? Yeah, that's who Matt Ryan is. I think it was Sam said it best. He's only 31. He's just not hitting his prime. We got another good five to seven years of Matt Ryan. This is his prime years as a quarterback. This is when you can see it, his cerebral, how cerebral he is. His mind, his thinking. Said it best. Sam just said it. He wasn't taking off. He didn't see things like Now he sees it open, he takes off. Or he'll see he throwing them open. When was Matt Ryan throwing them open? He was doing timing routes and putting in the spot, but now he'll throw you open. I think this is who he is and who he's been. So, I got two more questions to ask everybody, then we can get out of here. I'm going to start with this. If Matt Ryan is, wins the Super Bowl, is he, is he the best Atlanta athlete of all time? Baby, I'm going to start with you. You said Atlanta athlete or best football player? Atlanta athlete, period. Uh, Let's step it up a notch. Yeah, if he, yeah, he, he wins the Super Bowl, he got to be known as the best. The best in the line of Hands down. <laughs> Hands down. There's nothing else you can talk about. And along with that question, I want you to tell me who win the game, the Super Bowl, and give me a score. I say that I win the Super Bowl, and I would say the score would be 33 to 24. Art Chill. If Matt Ryan win, is he the best all time? Is he the best Atlanta athlete all time? Yeah, because because he got the body of work and the success. You know, uh, at that point, I mean, there's nobody else on that level because we would have to go through Atlanta Braves roster and try to pick out one person on that roster. You know, when they won the championship, that meant the most, and, and there's nobody that will be tied to the city the way that. Man, Ryan will if he wins the Super Bowl. I mean, you basically have to give him the key to the city, and uh, you know they're gonna uh, they probably have to rename the Mercedes Benz Dome uh, to to Matt Ryan Dome or, the, or Matt Ryan Field. He'll, he'll get they'll, they'll name the field out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. If he if he won the Super if he wins the Super Bowl, he's gonna be he's gonna go down in history. You know, I mean, uh, he's gonna put himself at the top of the list as far as that. Atlanta athletes, and as much as it hurts me to say that over my boy Dominique Wilkins, uh, I would have to say that yeah, he would be be the top. And um, I'm looking at this game, um, I believe Atlanta's going to win, and I got them at uh, I, I want to say it's going to be 37 to 28. All right, Darren, I'm going to say 70 and Calhoun for last. I think Matt Ryan, a Super Bowl makes him automatically the best athlete in Atlanta. And maybe the best athlete in Georgia. He might knock Kirsch Walker off the pedestal as the best Georgia athlete. So we can take this thing up another level. But um, at least he'll be battling with Kirsch Walker with the best athlete in Georgia. Art Chill made a good point. You can't narrow down one brave. I mean, you could say like David Justice had a home run, a ton of Christian game. But those are just games. Matt Ryan playing the hardest position in sports getting the most elusive trophy in sports. Because we all won the World Series, and we were happy. I think we all can say, remember where we were when the Braves won the World Series. But it's something about the Super Bowl, especially when you got teams like New Orleans who got the Super Bowl. Camden just went last year. Tampa Bay got the Super Bowl. We can get our names as one of the few teams who don't have a Super Bowl, and he's the main man for it. That vaults him into atmosphere not yet seen by anybody for the most part. So I agree with everybody. I I think Matt Ryan wins the Super Bowl. He's the best Atlanta athlete all time. Maybe the best Georgia athlete all time. I just need a little more time to think about that. As far as my preview score, I'm going to say that for when we do the Boston style preview. Sam D? Oh, man. That's actually a great question. And, like, you know what I'm saying? You got to, he's competing with guys like Dominique and uh, Dion. And, you know, it's, 
But then again, it's Atlanta, and nobody's really won a championship outside of the Braves. So, Tom Glavin, yeah, he could be with a couple folks. I'm going to have to go with my guy, man. I love John Smokes. That's what I'm about to say. Actually, John Smokes is the man, though. John Smokes is probably the best Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, if if I had to really pick, man, oh, shit. That's that's actually tough for me. It would actually be between Matt and John Smokes. So a Super Bowl don't put pole vault Matt for you? Oh, it actually will. Shit. Damn. I guess it all depends on growing up and then, you know, who who was during the time because, you know, John Smokes was a man growing up and now you, we, we much older, so Matt Ryan is happening now. So you kind of got to put your adolescence aside. So I guess, yeah, the Super Bowl would, would make Matt the man. All right, what you what you got for the game? Who you got winning? What's the scope? Man, I hate predictions, and I, you know, what I'm saying I don't want to jinx nothing. But if I had to, I would say 35 for the Falcons and 17 for the Patriots. Calhoun, mm-hmm. yeah, I was surprised when I said John Smokes. That's what I was thinking. We we. Sometimes I go so to I'm sorry because y'all. Why would y'all sing like John Smokes instead of Maddox or Gladden? So Maddox may have been the best out of them. John Smokes is the one who he came from Detroit, like in the '80s. He his career is Atlanta, and he's the only pitcher that has like I think he had almost 200 wins as a starter, and then he came back as a reliever, have 200 wins. Like he's saves. Yeah, well, I think he had the Tommy John. Yeah, like John Smokes is something that the league hadn't seen. John Smokes is amazing. And what he did, and his longevity. So out of all them, even when they had Madden, I mean Maddox, Glavin, and Smokes, Smokes was like the anchor to that thing. And to come back and then be the the, the reliever, the savior. We didn't have that championship success with Maddox either. So you would actually have to go back to somebody like Steve Avery and and, and Glavin. Exactly. They was. and smokes and stuff like that. Exactly, and all of those different trios, smokes was always there. Glavin was too, and Glavin. But smokes was better than Glavin, and and Glavin left and went to the Mets. Smokes finished in. He became a savior. Now he went to Boston. Smokes yeah. later on. Yeah, he did later. But that was much later. His most of his career was in. And then I tell you, who was no one there? Not surprised. Emory Hank. Hank Aaron is in Atlanta. The home run came before the two, man. Did you? If you pull up Hank, man, you. I thought for a minute. How we forget? How we forget Hank Cameron? Man, I oh, thought Dale Murphy had numbers because we all grew up with Dale Murphy. He like a twin. He like a ten time All Star. All that. Dale Murphy got like four hundred. Hank Cameron damn it got two times and be the home run. Jesus dude. Christ! And two times the All Stars. And Hammer and Hank Aaron might be the greatest Atlanta athlete that ever came through them. Not Dominique, not Matt Ryan. So as a prisoner of the moment. Well, I think America, right, we don't have a Super Bowl. And Hank Aaron don't have a ring. But I'm going with that country boy, Hank Aaron. And it might be Smokes then Matt. So even if Matt wins the Super Bowl, he don't leap up frog over nobody. He don't leap frog them too. He leap frog your Dion's, your Jesse Tucker, your Dominique's. He leap frog some of them great. Your Luke, was it Lou Hudson? Or some of the Hawks? I think, oh. I think it, I'm a baseball player, and I think it's still kind of, it's kind of tough to put a baseball player over a football player when you're talking about the best athlete because Matt Ryan might go down for the most touchdowns, just throwing, catching, running. Like he might go down in history for most points ever for the Falcons franchise. That might that'd be that that'd be that that's crazy to even think about. But in baseball, you only count for yourself. Matt Ryan count for all touchdowns that he scores. As great as that is, and that is, and, and I agree with you as far as uh, it's hard to 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 distinguish that out. But man, Hank Aaron, how his Hank Aaron numbers are just so crazy. Hank Aaron have video game numbers like yeah, it's unbelievable. It's actually like. Woven into the fabric of the sport, you know he's got 
at least at one point, you know, at one point he held one of the most coveted records in all the sports, and that's the home run. Exactly. Uh, the most home runs, and that thing was so pivotal at the time. I mean, you know, because it was like breaking, you know, it was almost like a civil rights demonstration and stuff at a, at a point at that point because it kind of, uh, you know, like it kind of bridged some some uh, some racial issues and stuff at the time, and, and there was a lot of things going on. Uh, so so you're right, Calhoun, man. You know, I don't know how in the world yeah. we need, you know, we just let, you know, oh, oh, oh Hank, man, because he meant a lot to this city. And I'll tell you what else. Think about this now I just pulled up. Not just a 755 home run. He had 2,297 RBIs, and he had a career average of 305. But no rings. Tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend. But no rings. Yes, he do. He went with Atlanta. He got it with Milwaukee. So if Matt bring a ring to the city, that don't trump those numbers. It don't trump. Man, it took somebody on steroids to get that home run record. No, that is the biggest number in all the sports was the home run record. So, baby and Sammy D, as well as myself, saying Matt Ryan will be the greatest Atlanta athlete of all time. Art Chill and Calhoun are saying Hammer and Hank is the greatest of all time. Man, like I, 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 I totally forgot about it. Yeah, I'm still saying Matt Ryan was surpassing. I'm just I'm just uh I'm just saying that Hank Aaron right now is the greatest. And he just he just slipped my mind, you know, I don't know how, but right now I think he is, you know, like the definition, I mean like the, the best athlete in LM. Uh, hey, let, me, let, me, let me ask y'all this since we all on the phone. Do you think the Falcons has an organization got the potential to start a dynasty from what we've seen this season? Great question, right. and yes, they do. You got I damn right. It. So, baby, I start off, and then, baby, I'm going to go to you, then Art Chill, then Calhoun, and then somebody you could clean up with your own question. I think so for the reason that baby, Art Chill, and Calhoun, and all y'all just said, he's 31. So, dynasty start with quarterbacks for the most part. So, the Falcons have a quarterback in his prime. We've drafted young defensive talent. So our defense could be young, fast, and physical, while our quarterback can be protecting. Nobody said his name during this podcast. Alex Mack has made a world of difference. Wow. And, you know, everybody I'm, – I'm not as big on Julio as everybody else is. I think you can win without a great receiver. Tom Brady showed you that. But I think we got a lot of pieces in the right place right now with Mack. So it wouldn't have to be him growing with other people. You know what I'm saying? Everything is just coming into place at the right time. So I say yes, we can start a dynasty. Baby, I say yes, and that's just just what I was talking about. Like even okay, we're comparing Matt Ryan right now and saying would he be the best athlete ever? And just to compare him right now and knowing that he's thirty one, he got a lot more to go. That's just like a Super Bowl got to leapfrog him past everything else. And with the offense we got, you don't lose nothing. We gain what a, a DB. A uh, 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 pass rusher, like what else do we need? We need a a, a, a punt return man. Other than that, what else? What else can we need? They're gonna have to stop us. They gotta come see us. We the business now. We the team to look out for. Everybody going to their books. Like what can we do? I can't guard thirteen people. We the thousand, baby. Let's get it. All right, Chill. Yeah, I think uh, for the most part, we're a young team, and I think that's the biggest uh, thing we got going in our favor as far as you're talking about a dynasty because a dynasty is about sustained uh, success and over you know a decent period of time, and you can't do that with a bunch of old players. you know. Uh, so the fact that we're so young everywhere, uh, that sets us up. We got a real good nucleus. Calhoun, you hear the excitement everybody has? As soon as you said that, it's like the big booty bitch chose you. And she did. She chose the Falcons. You got damn right. We're two years ahead of schedule. So it's amazing that we are where we are. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm the first to tell you. I picked them going 6 and 10, 79 this year. Last year, they had the easiest schedule in 8 and 8. Preseason. People was talking about bitching Matt Ryan for Matt Shaw. I mean, we did a podcast where we were 
We was talking about is this the end of the road for Matt Ryan? 155. We're on podcast 178 right now. Motherfucker was talking about blowing the team up. That was trying to blow them up. Get rid of Matt. Get rid of Julio. Rebuild. We're so far ahead of the schedule with these young players, these dynamic players. And guess what else we are? Severely undercapped. We have two of the, we have a multitude of players still on their rookie contracts and going to be on them for the next two years. We're showing you right now the person who's going to ask for the most money next, and he's under contract next year, but he after that, it's true fun. We don't need him. We have two running backs that make under a million dollars. Never one all ready to come up. We don't need them. That's how good this team is right now. We're building the defense. And they're coming along. You're saying it right before your eyes, the defense coming along. Can we have a dynasty? Hell, fuck yeah. And it looks like we're going to have ourselves one. Everybody stay intact. And Lord, I hope we don't get Chip Kelly for the new offensive coordinator. But look, yeah, Dan Quinn last year. And that six-game slide, we were saying that it doesn't matter who you are. You don't go on the six-game slide, especially with that schedule. And you're looking at it right now. The whole team is growing like overnight. Yeah, we can Can we go on it? Let's go. We on it. The reason I asked the question because I, I totally believe in it. And, like, uh, and, and, and I see it with, with the head of the snake, uh, Dan Quinn. You know, uh, with with that six game slide last season, I kind of lost a little faith. Like, what the hell is he doing? But now, whatever he's done, and you know, the team, the organization believes in it. And you know, going back to Matt, he's only thirty one, and we got like a whole bunch of rookies, and they're going to be there for uh, what, like two to five years or, or whatever. It's like we got so much room to grow and so much money to get whatever talent that we need. If, if there's a piece missing. And uh, from this season alone, I, I definitely don't see it as a fluke because we fans and we watched the Hawks, I mean the Falcons so much that we didn't see all the potential they had and all their mistakes and the errors. And it seems like they, they finally got it right. You know, it would take a huge fuck up to, to mess up whatever they got going right now. You know, somebody has to damn near break a leg or back or, you know, some huge scandal where they fucking each other in the locker room or something. But other than that, I could only see like I could see like three years going to the Super Bowl. You know, so that that's just how I feel and you know, I, I, I just hope everybody else, especially the team, feels the same way. I tell you what else we didn't name, and I'm not gonna lie, we haven't had an what episode that was somewhere last year that I was saying one of the biggest problem we were saying who's the biggest problem, Kyle Shanahan, Matt Ryan. And then I think it was Matt made a great point, Arthur Blank. And you say Arthur Blank really does want to bring it here. We haven't had a, a owner of a team like this since Ted Turner that really want to go ahead and get it. So I think that's going to be, to sum everyone up, one of the reasons why I think we can we can crank up a dunce. He won't. And I think I'll piggyback and end off on Matt Ryan. We got, we got the engine right now. We got the Lamborghini engine that's tuned to perfection, got the right oil, the right mix of chemicals in it. And he's the reason that we can get this dynasty going. Everybody else will be parts of it, the tires, the rims, the carburetor, other things. He'll be the reason why we win the Super why we go on the dynasty. And he's the reason we will be on the dynasty. So thank everybody for listening. This has been DigitalDarren.com. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend.